not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture movies and TV shows. My name is Sam, and with me, as always, is my more invincible co-host, Chris. More invincible? Because you are also invincible. Yes. I am more invincible. Uh, We have more invincible, invincible. Can we say it any more times right now? We have the superpowers of talking about podcasts. No, we talk about movies on a podcast. (laughs) We are podcast-powered. We are the superhero podcast where we talk all things Invincible superheroes. Today, we're talking about Invincible, if you didn't guess. Did we not give it away too much? I don't think we said Invincible enough. Do you want to say Invincible again? What about more Vincible? (laughs) I am very Vincible. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I go outside in the summer with a stiff breeze and I'll probably blow away and die. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm very Vincible. Anyway, this is a first impressions episode again, Chris, but... This? It's going to be a, an interesting one because it was meant to be just first two episodes, but you ended up watching the whole thing, right? Well, I watched all five episodes that are out at the moment. I think there's only eight episodes this season, or in the first part of season one, anyway. Oh, oh right. So it's a so, it's a release as we go along, right? So it's, it's a weekly release. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Didn't know that because I've not been keeping up with it. I've only just really watched it. As of as upon the release, you know, like as as yeah. of where it's up to right now, five episodes have just started it. But a bit of a hectic week for us, so we decided that rather than trying to shove a film in and rush it through and then rush talking about it, instead we hit a couple of episodes. The first two, in fact, of the new Amazon Prime series Invincible, and we're going to chat all about it and whether or not you should head over and check it out. Should you bin or binge? As, as the, the oh yeah, bin or binge as it should be. By the time you guys are listening to it, there's six episodes of this out. So, oh okay, you know. yeah. So anyway, Chris, other than Invincible, have you watched much else at all this week? Um, what have I watched this week? A lot of Scrubs. I've I, um, as every week. I watched season, finished season three and watched season four of My Hero Academia and started season five, which is the currently airing season, so I'm all up to date with that. Um, it's good. It's yeah. really good. I don't think it's the masterpiece that everybody that is a fan of it seem to like be diehard and say that it's the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it definitely has pacing issues and some plot issues where it's just like, like, I don't mind it sometimes in anime where they sidetrack from the main plot to, like, ease, like, tensions and stuff like that, but it feels like half the season is always just mindless filler, and then it's like, oh yeah, we should probably push the f- plot forward. Yeah. And also, five seasons and we haven't even finished the first year of school. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah I, it's good, and the characters are really good, and the action's really good, it's just, it needs a bit of better pacing. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Well, yeah, other than that... It's not been a week of watching much, really, has it? Felt like I've not had any time to watch anything. No. We actually got to see each other in person this week, so Oh my god, instead. Chris, we did. For the first time in how long? Since Nearly the... a year, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, it was well, the first... August? It was the first... We have seen each other, like, ships crossing in the night, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we did actually get to spend a bit of time with each other, which was cool. Which was very cool. Which so was like a full day of not watching anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Socialising for a change. Socialising? And I've been back at work, so I've not been uh, chilling at home where I can just like watch stuff mindlessly, which is a shame. Have you been watching anything though? Uh, no, I've I've really not, mate. I've what like I've <laughs> picked up Invincible. I've started trying to watch Line of Duty again because the new season of that's out, and that's meant to be really good, and it is really good. I think I'm gonna try and smash through Invincible, and then carry on watching my favorite TV show about bent coppers. Oh, bloody bent copper, you are! They're all really, bu- uh, really British. I only care about wanting and wanting only. Not oh, yeah, is it coppers. isn't like Yeah, I was about to say isn't one of the guys Irish. He was on Radio Two the other day when I was in the car. Yeah, yeah, it's class. There's a We there's only cared about one thing and it's bloody bent coppers. Throw the book at you. <laughs> and the bookshelf. Hey, oh yeah, throw the bloody book at you. 
Hey, it's good. It's a good time. He would sound time. a lot less intimidated if he sounded like that. Yeah, he's a good old Ted Hastings, like the battle. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> is there much in terms of news, newsy news before There we... is a few bits of news that I can run us through real quick. Mm-hmm. So, big one that we had. And obviously, we all love comic books and comic book movies on this podcast because that's all we ever seem to really talk about. Black Adam has started production and we also got casting of the... Uh, I'm guessing the young child that becomes Black Adam. Uh, I'm not sure who. I think we actually spoke about that last week. But yeah, yeah. Black Adam has started production now. It's filming. And apparently this film comes out in two months in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Wow. What? <laughs> According to Google, still apparently initial release is t- July 2021. Yeah, someone's not updated the release schedule since uh, <laughs> the pandemic hit. That would be great if it could start filming in April and be out by July. <laughs> Maybe a few more green screens in it than you were expecting. That's the uh, the fan edition, the fan made edition that's going to come out then. I think. And then everyone's like, release the Jimmy Collette Sarah cut. That's the director of it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for another readers' corner, whatever we want to call it, where we reenact a, a, a leaked screenplay, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. If you allow me a few moments. To very quickly, I've got it here. I can start. I, I so, will be. I will play. Um, oh God, there's quite a few people in this. I will play. You've whoever got Mary, you want me Eugene, Freddie, and Billy. I say what? I'll be Mary. You be Eugene. I'll be Freddie, and you can be Billy. Why are you saying it in that order? That's so. Because Wait. then we're saying alternate lines, aren't we? Oh, I see. So I will be <laughs> Eugene and Billy. Correct. Y- yes. Away you go. You get to be Shizm. Shazam. Shazam. so david sandberg has leaked Shazam! the ending of shazam 2 <laughs> oh I just, okay. I just burst into light and now i'm now i'm like seven foot tall with a big lightning bolt on my chest what is these fucking inches fuck now look at me swole oh. i can hear your muscles oh okay. <laughs> oh no they hit the microphone oh. oh no the microphone uh, the muscles are too big okay okay as a ray of light comes through the broken ceiling, illuminating the deserted Hall of Justice. I am Mary. Eugene says. Mary is right. This place has been empty for years. Freddy picks up Batman's dusty cowl from the ground. But this doesn't make sense. Or maybe it does. They all look to Billy. I guess the real Justice League was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Fade out, cut to black. The end. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't end with uh, the real Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods was the friends we made along the way, but okay. That's funny. Also, I love the way that Mary's one line is, I am Mary. <laughs> like, she's Groot. <laughs> Everyone was going crazy thinking that David Sandberg had leaked the ending of Shazam 2 until they actually read it. Amazing. Just... Do you think he got this from um, Bruce Campbell? There's not going to be sound effects this time, Rao, because I can't think of <laughs> a sound effect of... No. <laughs> Light pouring in through the ceiling. Ah, yes, the noisiest thing. <laughs> I'll do some live ones. Wait. <laughs> That's the wind. Okay. Oh, I, That's wait, me picking up the dusty hear. cowl. Yeah. That's all the kids walking in. And wait. <laughs> That's everyone looking to Billy. There you go. Yep. I am Mary. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's not real, but um, it's starting production. I think they're doing table reads, and they're about to start production on it any day now. Sounds fun. Anyway, moving on from superhero stuff for a minute, we're getting a live-action Gundam movie from Netflix. Whoa. The- Whoa. Gundam, if you don't know, are giant fucking space robots with little kids pilot in them during wars and stuff like that. It's the most complicated multiverse I've ever heard of. Um, I, w- I want to get into it, but it's just it's just too much. It's it's just too much. It's Might maybe, just watch the original Gundam and just leave it at that. It's like one of those things where you're almost like a little bit too late to it. Yeah, it's like I really want to get into One Piece, but you know, after like a thousand episodes. Yeah, it's like maybe I've missed start? the boat. <laughs> it's a bit like Critical Role. It's like oh, there's like nah, Critical Role you could catch up on. I did it in about two months. It's, oh, uh... it's there's like five thousand hours or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, there is a fucking lot. 
Yeah, but it's good though. Uh, yeah. Anyway, director Jordan Vort Roberts is doing that. Who did Godzilla vs Kong? Indiana Jones Five has cast Mads Mikkelsen in a mystery role, mm. um, alongside Feely Waller Bridger, who is also in a mystery role. Mads Mikkelsen's going to be a villain, isn't he? he he's is either going to be a villain be... or he's going to be like some character in a flashback to an ancient time or something. Yeah, he's going to be the corporate villain. Like Wal- <laughs> Mike Walton Goggins in um, Lara Croft. That's exactly what he's going to be like. He's going to be like a rival treasure hunter who's also narrowly aligned with the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to bring that sinister, menacing look to him. Maybe he can give him a bleeding eye like he had in Skyfall. Not Skyfall. What was it? Cena uh, Royale. Cena Royale. Yes. Royale. yes. Uh, Javier Bardem was Give him a bleeding Royale. eye. That makes him look like a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I bleed. I I cry blood. I'm moderately excited for an Indiana Jones five because I love the first three. It's been like, long enough, hasn't it? Yeah, and the fourth one was bad, but they all knew it was bad. So I'm hoping now they'll be like, let's make a good one. Mm-hmm. Right, you get in a stellar cast there. They had a good cast for the last one as well. But Jesus, 2008 was the last one. 13 years ago! I remember sitting in the cinema 13 years ago. Wow. Crazy. Anyway, uh, speaking of it? other casting... Oh, there's um, more news. Pete oh, Davidson has been week. cast as Joey Ramone in the upcoming biopic. So, I Slept With Joey Ramone is the name of the biopic, obviously following the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Davidson, I mean, put a long-haired wig on him and he kind of looks like one of the Ramones, but... Can he pull it off acting-wise is yet to be seen. I um, mean, they're doing a bloody biopic about anybody these days now, really, aren't they? Oh, yeah, literally. We got the the, the, the failed David Bowie one as well. That was which, unfortunate, because that could have yeah, been really good. Yeah, it got slated in reviews. I don't think that's had a wide release yet. I was excited when I heard they were doing a biopic about David Bowie, but then when I found out it wasn't Kate Blatchett that was cast as him, I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to be as good as I thought it was. Yeah, it's a shame. Kate Blanchett would make an amazing David Bowie anyway. Borat 2 is getting an extended cut with tons of new footage. They are finally releasing the Borat cut by the looks of it on Amazon Prime. And does, do we need a Borat cut? It doesn't say how much, it just says an absolute boat ton of extra footage. Mm, maybe it's footage of him running away from Trump uh, supporters. <laughs> maybe yes. just him in more weird costumes running around <laughs> yeah finally speaking of streaming services 39 percent of americans say that netflix has the best original streaming content what that's do you think about that sam well that's interesting because it has got it is pretty up there with its originals isn't it and i think that's I what think kind of it keeps also you has going back it has the most amount of originals as well that might be why they're saying it i mean amazon like, that's does been pretty doing well. originals yeah, Amazon's doing some pretty good stuff, and Disney Plus is putting out amazing stuff. And I mean, Disney Plus um, is only ever putting out originals, isn't it? I mean, and HBO Max is going to be rolling out loads of originals this year. So I don't know. I think people are kind of blinded. Not everyone in America will have all these other services, although the vast majority of people have probably got Netflix. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people's opinions may be a bit swayed by that. Yeah, I think I think there is definitely some amazing stuff on Netflix. Yeah, 100%. but if you saturate the market with original content, you're definitely going to have some of the best ones, aren't you? It's just the law of averages. Yeah, and I guess they've got some original content that doesn't hit the mark. But then I get, I, I don't know. Maybe the question is, is who has the most original content that you've never heard of? Perhaps if you know, if Netflix leads at the top of that, then there's obviously it is the throw shit at the wall and see what sticks mentality. Yeah, but I do, I mean, for every Stranger Things, there's the old guard. But, like, I think it's just, you've got to compare, like, the killer original properties. It's like, you've got Amazon Prime, right? You've got The Boys on Amazon Prime. You've got mm-hmm. The Expanse, which is meant to be really good. You've got uh, Invincible, which was good. Uh, what else? You've got The Man in the High Castle, which I enjoyed, but I know the last season of that was a bit meh. But then you look at Netflix, and you've got The Umbrella Academy, and... You've got quite a lot of good stuff on the net on Netflix. I mean, well. you had Roma was a Netflix original, apparently, which won Best Oscar. Oh, uh, that oh Best yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, quite a while ago. That though, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was like twenty eighteen or something like yeah, that. Um, 
yeah, you've got Ma Rainey on there. You've got loads of stuff, but mm. Prime have put out Sound of Metal, which the claiming is an original, but it's not really. It's, not. it's just no. yeah, that's the thing. Like they're saying, like Amazon Prime originals and Netflix originals. When a lot of them are just like it wasn't going anywhere else, so we bought the rights to it and we put it out. <laughs> yeah, well, Sound of Metal wasn't produced by Amazon. Exactly. It was produced. It, although by... they put, they slapped a big old fucking Amazon Studios intro on it. Yeah, it ended up at the film festivals, and Amazon said we want to release that. They're just a distributor at that point, aren't they? So yeah. it's hard to say like which ones Netflix and Amazon and stuff are greenlighting, whereas Disney Plus they're greenlighting all their own stuff, aren't they? So they are just using pre-existing IPs, though, right? I guess that have already been on screen before. Yeah. So I guess but, it's kind yeah. of until they maybe hit, well, I guess WandaVision and hmm, yeah, it's an interesting perspective. But anyway, is that it in terms of news? I do believe so. We've only got two trailers to quickly talk about. Well, one of them one of them we'll quickly talk about and then another one. We can we can talk about a bit more. So, so the quick one. Yeah. Uh, Riders of Justice, starring our man Mads Mikkelsen again. I wanted to talk about this because I do love a good foreign language film every now and again, and it's Mads Mikkelsen doing a quintessential Danish film. The Danish name, let me butcher this again because I butchered it before we started recording, is Retfering de Kandens Rehikter. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Could we have that one more time? <laughs> yes, that's Rehikter de Hingdehirdens. <laughs> So, and I'm, that's genuinely how I think it's written. I'm sorry, I, I still, I still didn't right get it. To her. I think I need it one more time. <laughs> okay, one more time for the people at the back. No, I think you should because I think it will get offensive. So <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to try and say the Danish because it just l- doesn't look like a word. Um, oh, this yeah. is Mads Mikkelsen on a revenge for his dead wife, punching people. But there's also there's a few jokes in there. They've got a man that I dead asked for the first 30 seconds of the trailer, swore to God was Hugh McGregor in prosthetics, and then I realised that it was all in Danish, and I was like, oh, no, this is just a Danish act that look like, yeah. looks like Hugh McGregor in prosthetics. It looks fun. Mads Mikkelsen punches this guy's lights out and snaps his neck all within two seconds. Yeah, reminds He's a badass. of something else that we're going to talk about. Oh, yes. Um, and he also, for some reason, is cosplaying Mel Gibson throughout this entire film. Shaved head, big bushy beard. <laughs> a great big bushy beard. <laughs> big old bushy beard. It's our favourite anyway, favorite quote. I love a bit of Mads Mikkelsen. But the more important trailer that we've got to talk about is Army of the Dead. Oh, I thought you were about to talk about the Hitman's bodyguard's wife. Is it no, no, you can talk about that quickly. It? it. I haven't seen the first one. It looks like more of the same. Yeah, it is more of the same. Basically. Britney Spears. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, doing his best Deadpool impression throughout this whole thing. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds has just become Ryan Reynolds now. I think he's getting to the point where he's, like, getting to the same vein as Nicolas Cage. Like, Ryan Reynolds is just playing a version of Ryan Reynolds in every film, whereas Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage in every film. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of like Tom Cruise in the 90s, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So, I think he needs sort of a break of character. Like, Ryan Reynolds needs to take a more adventurous role at some point, instead of just the talk directly to camera, quippy voiceover, jokey, blood everywhere guy. Or he just plays uh, Deadpool for the rest of his life. Well, it feels like he's just playing Deadpool in all of these properties. Yeah. The other guy is Deadpool in a game. This is Deadpool without the mask. <laughs> I was about to say Deadpool, but he's an assassin, but Deadpool is an assassin. So. Yeah, it kind of doesn't work that. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, it's more of the same. But let's talk about Army of the Dead, because that's the real good trailer that we got. Real interesting trailer, right? She gives a bit more of a look. Dave Bautista's a chef, man. He's a chef. He, he just wanted to be out the game. He was one day away from retirement, but just when he thought he was out, they pull him back in. I got some major fifty million dollars. Um, got some major Blade Runner twenty forty nine vibes from the very beginning of this with Blade with uh, Dave Bautista. <laughs> Is that just because it's Dave Bautista wearing glasses doing a mundane job? <laughs> yeah, well, cooking uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, um, bro, that intro scene of Blade Runner 2049 oh, is yeah. magnificent. Oh, I really want to rewatch such that again. Such a good soon. rewatch. Such a good rewatch. Oh, I love that film so much. But yeah, uh, so this is uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Uh, we got a pretty abstracty trailer that didn't give too much away in terms of the story, apart from there's lots of zombies in Las Vegas. And there's a crew going in, but this kind of explains a bit more of the fact that it, and what this is what we spoke about that it looks mm-hmm. like it is a bit of like a quarantine zone, um, mm-hmm. which has been taken over by zombies, and then they're going to go into the said quarantine zone, break into the vault, get the money, be rich. But there's I'm just a twist thinking now. So yeah, before we say the twist. This feels like... I mean, the twist is that the zombies, you know? I mean, you can't just walk into Las Vegas and steal out of a vault, you know? Yeah. Bloody zombies out about zombie tiger. Bloody bloody zombies, isn't there? (laughs) Bloody bloody lot of bloody zombies over there, isn't there? Your animals are zombies too. (laughs) Oh, bloody hell, there's bloody bloody zombies everywhere. So now that I'm thinking about this, this is like Ocean's 12 meets... um, so Which one was what? it? Resident Evil Apoc- uh, not Apocalypse, Extinction, Resident, where they're in Vegas. You, I, I swear to God, I'm going to go back in this recording and I swear you just said Resident Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the, just the eagle that lives next door, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's bloody Sam the Eagle from Sesame Street. He's, he's bloody back again, Resident Eagle next door. It's going to be a bloody zombie eagle flying through the sky. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll check Ocean's and see 12 said, meets Resident Evil meets Suicide um, Squad. Extinction. Uh, well, no, that's the Ocean's 12 bit is making a team no. to do a heist, but mixed with I Am Legend because plot twist the zombies are organized and they're kind of like a weird religious like cult hive mind thing yeah it's a hive mind it's a hive mind like they're like because we we watched this and then we were talking about it and we're like i don't know it looks really cool and the zombies do look amazing and stuff like that and there's some brilliant shots in this but it feels weird having like organized like sentient zombies in this sort of setting with this sort of plot Mm, like in this you just want like world war z zombies don't you the zombie riding the zombie horse was uh, (laughs) a strange one like it feels like the only way to explain stuff like that normally and like is like magic it's like magic the gathering or army of the dead or something like that like you need some sort of magical mcguffin to explain how the brains are still functioning enough to have a zombie society yeah but it's not it's just like a slasher heist zombie comedy type thing what it just felt so weird to me like it looks super cool but it looked so like it just feels weird to me also we were joking about this as well Zack Snyder is just working at like an f-stop of one throughout this entire film like you can't get somebody's whole face in focus at the same time yeah we were chatting about this (laughs) like the depth of field in this film is so shallow that you could put a toddler in it and it wouldn't drown you know what I mean I'm sorry it's like as shallow as a fucking puddle you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) like they put these blueprints on a table and they can't even get one word fully in focus they need to pan across it to get it all in focus that's because there's spoilers on that blueprint chris they don't want you to see the spoilers you made a good point as well you said this is just the nightmare scene but for two hours (laughs) (laughs) it's a zombie nightmare scene yeah, I'm literally. excited for this though. When does it come out? I don't know. It's on maybe, Netflix. You know what? Maybe um, the uh, maybe the whole kind of shallow thing is to you know give you a bit of the whole claustrophobia going on. Maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, that kind, um, of, kind of vibe. Visually, it looks great. You really like that shot of the casinos booting up, don't you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it looks very video gamey and it looks fun. I think it, it does. It it feels like um, Dead Rising, you know, the first one in the mall. Yeah, that, and it also gives me a vibe of Sucker Punch a little bit. You know how that feels kind of video gamey at parts. So yeah, yeah, I think and it's... kind of kind of dreamlike at the same time, almost at times. Yeah, I think it's gonna have a bit of uh, that kind of vibe to it, which will be fun. 
Anyway, we'll find out what the vibes are on May 21st. Oh, it's on, not that far away. Netflix. It is. No, we got uh, we got what a, a month and a week. Yeah, well, yep. So five, I don't think we got weeks. anything else booked in for that week. So stay oh, tuned for no. March. Wait, what day of the week? It it was probably going to be a Friday. That isn't it? Let's have a look. Got yeah. my calendar, not on my alarm clock. On my calendar, bro. Have you got a calendar date set for this? Is that how excited you are? No, I'm just looking now to see. So it's a Friday, so we can watch this on a Friday, record it on the weekend, get it out Monday oh. the twenty fourth afterwards. Be here. I'll be May 24th, a, Monday morning, 7am, Army of the Dead. Be a sentiently smart zombie or B-square. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. shall we talk about Invincible? I think we bloody should now. I you think know what bloody. I mean? Right, Invincible. This is first impressions of Amazon Prime's Invincible. If you want to skip ahead, we're going to kind of... Well, how did we do this last time? I don't think we did spoilers, did we? I think we just kind of spoke about the first two episodes. There are definitely some spoilers in There's these first heavy. two episodes, so we'll yeah. leave them to the end. But we'll speak generally, and we'll touch on certain things. But we'll leave the big episode one reveal yeah. spoiler we'll until leave the, the end. WTFs. <laughs> we'll leave the big jaw on the ground sort of moment there. And as it's, always, it's not like Robin in the boys. Like no, like, this no. is something that you you actually want to keep hush hush for people to watch. Yeah, but as always, it's going to be time coded in the description below. So just head over, check it out if you want to skip ahead, skip back, skip forward, skip wherever you want. If you want to go back and listen to trailers on news again, you can do whatever you like. I won't judge. Shall we talk about Invincible? Let's go. Let's talk about Invincible. So this is a Robert Kirkman. A comic book made into a cartoon animated series came to Amazon Prime on March 26th, and it's it's a bloody good time in it, mate. It Stellar cast. Yeah. I mean, half the cast you've probably heard in the same series before, because half of the cast at the beginning are from The Walking Dead. Yeah, season one is mostly Walking Dead alum. And then they sort of like disperse throughout the rest of the series as we focus on some of the younger characters. Yeah, I like how the kind of Omni-Man is played by J.K. Simmons and I like how they gave him like a moustache because it reminds me of him in... Uh, yeah, with the sleep. salt and pepper sides as well. Yeah, like, yeah. It just looks like uh, Jane Jomer Jameson from the... James Jonah Jameson. That's a fucking hard name to say, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, from the comic books. Ah, yes. From the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yep. Um, this is bloody good old romping it. You've, it's very much sort of in the lines of the boys and it. It's it's a deconstruction of the typical comic book superhero tropes, um, but with a dark, bloody edge to it. Yes, it's Wouldn't definitely you say? more violent and bloody than what I thought it was going to be from when I watched the trailer. <laughs> but I like how it's in a way that there are, for an animation anyway, right? There's parts where it feels like, oh yeah, let's just all remind ourselves that when we watch Marvel and DC movies, this is probably IRL what would happen. You know, if someone <laughs> if someone did punch you with super strength through the face, yeah, your, your fist would probably go through their face, you know? As soon as like you just started saying, like, this is maybe what would happen in real life, I was just thinking... Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> that's, that's taking a turn, that series, isn't it? Oh, wow, a bloody, a bloody <laughs> shield. A bloody, bloody going on here. What's uh, bloody, just bloody keep going saying, on here, Just keep saying blood, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> There's a lot of blood. Blood, uh, blood, blood. What did you think of the voice acting in this? I think the voice acting in this is stellar, and it's rather realistic. Like, it's... It felt like... They might have reanimated some parts around the character, around the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, because typically you do, if it's going out to multiple languages as well, you normally just do the animation and then you'll tweak little bits of it to the mouth movements, yeah, um, to get the lip flaps right and stuff like that. Whereas there was some like some like quirks to how people said stuff, and I think that worked really well, and it it fit pretty well. They worked around that pretty nicely. Like, do you want to go through some of the cast list right now? Yeah, so we spoke about J.K. Simmons. A lot of this cast is actually pretty iconic when you hear them. Like, you'll kind of know straight away who it is. Uh, But let's start off with Mark Grayson, who is Invincible, voiced by Stephen Yeun. Yep. 
So he's, there's lots he's of, doing everything. Yeah, so there's a couple of parts in this where I, I'm thinking it's Stephen Yun, but then there's very much Tom Holland impressions during this. <laughs> I think he is channeling sort of like a younger performance. Yeah, definitely. Right. There's just a, he is playing a high schooler, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. He would make a great. Because basically, I mean, it's very much like a Spider-Man, right? Like, he's in high school and da-da-da-da, he's finding his powers, whatever. He would make a great voice for an animated Spider-Man as well. Yeah. Yeah, he really would. Like a Peter Parker. Um, he he really sounds cool. more like he did in season one of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, we've got yeah. J.K. Simmons as his dad, Omni-Man. Iconic. Nolan Grayson. Yeah. His mother, Debbie Grayson, is played by Sandra O. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she's in Grey's Anatomy, is it? Or is it ER? I have no idea. You she's watch in, more of that sort uh, of stuff than what I do. She's the co-lead in Killing Eve. Yeah. Uh, you've got Atom Eve, Gillian Jacobs. From Community. Yeah. You've got Amber Bennett, played by Zazie Beach. You've got Robot, played by Zachary Quinto, who I recognise straight away. Yeah. Uh, you've got Robot, Oh, no, that's what I just said. You've got Rex yeah. Explode, played by Jason, the crazy Matsukas. guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, he is literally the psychopath from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And as soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, ah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Walton Goggins, you've got him in Era Cecile. Ah, yes, you do. Yes. You've also got Seth Rogen making an appearance. Uh, keeping up with the Walking Dead cast, you've got Michael Kudlitz, you've got Lenny James, you've got Carrie... Peyton, uh, you've got Chad Coleman, you've got Lauren Cohen, you've got Ross McQuand, who is an amazing voice actor who does many, many, many impressions of people. Yeah. Uh, I want John Hamm is in there as well. Oh, yeah. Kerry Payton is yeah. in there. Clancy Brown as Damon Darkblood, which is the best clone of uh, Hellboy I've ever seen. Yeah. It's Hellboy meets The Question or Detective Chimp. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, you've got Mark Hamill playing the yes. guy who does the superhero costumes, which was a... I, I heard the voice and I had to pause it and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> because you pause it and then on Amazon, because you've got the um, you've got the x-ray thing that when you pause it, it comes yeah. up and says who it is and you're like, I knew it! I knew it was someone. <laughs> yeah, literally so many voices in there that you'll know. Um, we were saying as well, Ezra Miller pops up for like two seconds as D.A. Sinclair as well. Mm-hmm. And the pre- uh, the principal as well. I can never remember his name, but it's Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. He's um, from Die Hard. Oh, yeah. As soon as okay. he started talking, I was like, there he is. There he is. I knew he was in it, but I didn't know who he was playing. I was like, as soon as I heard the principal for that, like, two seconds, I was like, ah. This is funny because there's still a few episodes to go, so we may even have some more cameos popping up here and there. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then you've also got, hopefully, it gets renewed for a second season. And, uh, you know, we'll get even more craziness. It's so easy, though, to shove shove big actors into stuff like this because it's just voice acting. It's just like, yeah, get mm-hmm. in, do a couple of lines, and job done. Oh, sorry, just voice acting? I'm sorry. I think, you, I think you're being a little bit condescending. No, there, so. I'm not. These are, this is some serious talent here. I'm, all I'm saying is I think the voice acting for this kind of level of talent is probably an absolute breeze, you know. <laughs> the breeze. It is great. Like they did get a stellar cast for this. Like it feels weird hearing J.K. Simmons playing a superhero in an animated show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you think J.K. Simmons should be going out winning Oscars every other day, mm. <laughs> not doing Invincible for Amazon Prime. What I really like about this is how every time they introduce it or they say the name, not every time, but the first time they say the name, it pops up and that's the intro credit. They do that in every episode, and after episode two, it felt very forced. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like jokingly forced, you know. It's like it's, it was like it's on episode the nose. one and two. They were like, ah, yeah, we oh, we've got this really smart thing that we'll do. But then after that, they were like, oh shit, now we need to stick with it. We <laughs> ran out. We blew our load after two. We don't know how to do it organically. I think it was episode three or four. I kind of winced when it happened. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fun it's fun it's uh i I, i'm actually really enjoying it i know you've watched a lot more of it than what i have yeah i'm part way through the third episode and yeah i like it i really like it 
I like so the, the vibe. Brief, the brief overview of the story is we've got our Superman stand-in with Omni-Man is the father of our lead character. Mm-hmm. When he's just about to turn 18, his superpowers finally awaken. And it's basically him trying to venture into the superhero world, but there's a lot of gory mishaps in, in the process. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's not very good at being a hero to begin with, so he's still finding his feet. Um, the protectors of Earth are doing their own shenanigans. Um, we get a really cool scene at the beginning of this of like the what is it? The Guardians of the Globe, who are are one hundred percent rip off of the Justice League. Oh my um, god! Right, everything in this film's a rip off. <laughs> everything. Like the lead character's name is Mark Grayson. Grayson is in Dick Grayson. Like, <laughs> and he's in high school. Like he's uh, you know, there's Spider Man. Guardians of the Galaxy, who are also the Justice League. Yeah, you've got literal... who contains the Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, another version of Superman. Yeah, the Flash, Aquaman. I think I said the Flash. You've got Martian Manhunter. Um, you've got Wonder yeah. You've Woman. even got Martian Manhunter. Yeah, in there, who is a literal Martian as well. Yeah, and then you've got literal Aquaman, who is literally a fish, fishman, fishman, Aquarius, or whatever he's called. <laughs> um, like everyone is such a ripoff. It's like um, Jillian Jacobs' character. Um, what's her name? Atom Eve. Atom Eve. Yeah. Uh, she is just Star Sapphire, which is the pink version of Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, literally. If it, there's even like the symbol on the chest that's very, very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Also, it <laughs> in this version, like it, it doesn't look like two atoms flying round the. Uh, female sex symbol. It just looks like a cross out, and I was like. It feels a little bit strange. <laughs> Instead of it looking like two atoms going around, like they've just changed the position. It just looks like a cross through. It's like, I'm not a woman. I'm Adam. It's like, no, no, you're definitely a woman called Eve. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of really weird nods to like current culture, even like negative parts of current culture at the moment. Like, yeah, it feels like it's very much on the nose with a lot of that. And it's like yeah, it's not... very tongue in cheek, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And in that, and again, like we're talking about, like you know, modernizing what's going on and keeping the humor up to date with references that people will understand. And you know, it's meant to be taken very lightheartedly. So you know, it's it's not to laugh at, but it's to be like, ah, okay, we see what you're doing there, kind of thing, <laughs> you know. But I like yeah. how they kept um, Invincible. I like how his kind of look and everything's a little bit more different to everything else. Um, and I like how, yeah. obviously, like as he as he finds his powers, which is kind of what the first episode is about, I like how it kind of keeps it quite open to what his powers could actually be as well. He's like Superman. He, yeah, he's basically <laughs> Superman. He's right? Superman. But I think there's probably a nod there that there could be more. To be honest, I think it, it could keeps be. it open, you know? Yeah, this is something that I've only ever read issue one, and I don't think that got up to the end of, uh, like, episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember reading that anyway. Um, but if they want to go on with this for a while, there's 144 issues that yeah. they can do. It's been going since 2003. Yeah. Seems fun. I, I'm I'm really on board with it. Like for long form animation as well. Like I I I like the, the fact that these are forty five minute long episodes and not just like mm-hmm. twenty minute episodes because you feel yep. like you're watching like a live action one. It's uh, which it's is good. good as well. Which means they can have a bit of a shorter season at uh, eight episodes long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it also means that, like, I wasn't a big fan of one of the episodes that I watched. I can't remember what number it was. I think it was episode three where he's on Mars. Um, oh, yeah. No, I've not seen that. Not seen that. Okay. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of that episode, and it felt a bit like filler. And then when I found out there was only eight episodes, I was like, ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe well, not the best use of runtime then. <laughs> you've got filler. You've got filler episodes. I think now. it might have been episode four of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the whole, it's pretty good. I'm just not the biggest fan of the animation style. Like, yeah, you but not saying. the animation style. I like the style of it. It's the quality of it. Um, 
some of the animation seems kind of stiff and it does not use its 3D well when it uses 3D. There mm-hmm. was literally a shot at one point, you know, when he first gets his costume and he's sat on top of like a crane or something. Mm-hmm. There's two flocks of birds that fly past and they're both the same thing only one is not animated so they don't flap and then one is in the foreground flapping yeah (laughs) so it's just birds just slide show like two key points sliding across the screen and then later on in the season like i think his dad's in italy or somewhere and in the background they've got extras which for some reason are 3d so it's like 2d background 3d background extras and then the characters in 2d in the foreground and it's just like the same like two women doing the same two animation loops like and it just looks like they're squeezing their own ass but they're just sort of like stood there and it's a really drawn out shot and it's in the middle of the frame i was like come on now who's your favorite who's been your favorite character so far um favorite character so far is probably invincible Mm -hmm. like mark grayson he is just a good character steven yun does really well with him um and he is a character that we're rooting for, um, even though he, is, he isn't perfect and stuff like that. But he's finding his feet, and you kind of want him to find his feet. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think pro- uh, probably Omni-Man as well. Like, yeah, he's I know they're good. the two like leads of the show, but they're probably the two that I'm more interested in and the ones that I think are really well fleshed out and stuff. Yeah. Um, the side characters, I can kind of take them or leave them at the moment. Yeah. Um I wanna see more of what was his name again, the demon guy? Uh Damien Darkblood. Yeah, Clancy I wanna Brown. see more of him yeah. because I love Hellboy. Clancy Brown does the best voice for any deep big creature. Yeah. Also the fact that he's a detective as well, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. He's like Hellblazer. Hellboy, Detective Chimp, and the Question all rolled into one, and they're just four amazing niche characters. You know who my favorite character is? Who? It's got to be Steve, the unsung hero. <laughs> Steve from the beginning of episode one. Yeah, he's also beginning. I like how he was then in episode two. Like he says, he's going to go to London, and then in episode two at the beginning, it's like it's like some of the most heartfelt little bits like those yeah. those first two it's like i had no idea where this was going when i watched that first episode and you've got that bit at the beginning <laughs> i was like all right it's setting up quite a bit I, I see kind of well what the hell is going on here is his son invincible is that where we're going uh, that's what like i was thinking i was like that's gonna trick a few people out and make people think that that's invincible's dad yeah, and then episode two was like, again, bit heartfelt right at the beginning. You called me dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping we just get like little vignettes of that family like going through. Yeah, it feels um, like and it, more, it? And more bad things just follow the dad everywhere. Well, <laughs> so he was there at the White House when it gets attacked. He was there in London when something happens. I can't even remember what happens then. Yeah, well, some burgers fall from the sky, apparently. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, they all get covered in blood from some sort of creature, but I can't remember what happened. I think it yeah. happened off-screen, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it'll probably like tie into one of the episodes, probably. Maybe. Maybe and his son be... ends up with superpowers Ooh, yeah, in a later yeah. season or Maybe something. Maybe he's a villain or something. Or... <sighs> no, because his son's on a redemption arc. Yeah, but that, they're sometimes <laughs> the most tragic arcs and the tragic <sighs> villains, aren't they? You mean like what sh- probably should have happened to Kylo Ren? <laughs> Well, there you go, yes. Or, um, I don't know, maybe uh, if you look at... What's his name Um, from Black Panther? Killmonger. Killmonger. Maybe a little bit of Killmonger, you know, maybe a bit, Mm. maybe. It's all perspective, Mm. mate. It's all about perspective. It is all about perspective. Uh, Shall we talk about some of the spoiler bits now and round up the juicy bits of Invincible? So if you want to know whether or not you really want to watch this, like really want to watch it and you you know you don't care about spoilers now you can listen on Uh, if not go watch it and then come gush with us about this uh bits that happen at the end of each of the episodes because whoa (laughs) (laughs) right so spoiler in five four three two one there was a lot of fucking juicy bits wasn't there because i saw way more brains than i wanted to (laughs) i yeah when that got violent that got seriously violent. <laughs> that was literally like that was the homelander moment, wasn't it? 
like on steroids, mate. Like, obviously, it's an animation, so you know, you're not kind of limited to trying to make things look convincing in real life. You're not trying to make it live action. Yeah. But holy, mate. When he just punches his fist through that guy's chest and then he swings that hammer around and smashes that war woman's face in with it and twists her neck and it's like, yeah. it's just so violent. It was Whoa. just that first moment when you're like, nah, his head's not going to explode. Nah. Nah. And then just, yeah, <laughs> just like a tomato yeah. in a vice. <laughs> You can see when he's trying to like punch his chest, his hands are going limp, and it's like, whoa, this is dark. <laughs> so yeah. dark. Um, yeah, and then it carries oh, so on. So, by the way, I don't think we explained it properly. That was Omni Man destroying all of the the um, Guardians, of, Guardians the of the Globe, Earth, or whatever. Guardians of the Globe. It's such a janky thing to say as well. Like, it feels like it should run off the tongue, but it doesn't because we've been saying Guardians of the Galaxy for so long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, yeah, that that's a real scene. That like, and I liked how it kind of faked out. It it gave the ending a fake out, didn't it? It was like, oh, here's the ending, and then it had the credits, and then I looked at the time, and I was like, oh, there's still ten minutes to go. Mm. And I was like, oh, there's more, there's more behind the credits. It's a fake out. Mm. But yeah, that was good. And then after that, it's just dead violent. There's just blood everywhere. People bro- breaking, twisting things, fucking. Um, civilians being shot to death by aliens. There's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no holds barred after that. Like, why do you think Omni Man did this? Let's talk about the story real quick. Why do we think he did this? Do you think he was mind controlled? No, <laughs> no, I don't think he was. I think that he was thinking if he takes out sort of like the other big heroes, then he will be the biggest one and. Him and um, Invincible can be like a father-son team, like the best heroes in the world. I think. Well, the, yeah, he's gotten so used to being wanted that because there was this team that he clearly wasn't on. Mm. Um, I think he was like taking out the competition, almost like egotistical, like Homelander. Well, I was thinking this, but then I was thinking, well, maybe it's to not to him, but maybe it's for his son because maybe it's to give Invincible more chance to like refine his powers and and fight villains because if he didn't take out the guardians of the globe then he then invincible would never have the chance to like intervene because he would just you know the guardians of the globe would just do it yeah where now yeah, that's what i mean so yeah, like yeah. he's taken out the competition so they can be like the best on the planet yeah almost. but and and i think you kind of see that when he's like um tell me all about it after he saves the day for the first time Mm-hmm. And he looks almost like he's a bit proud about it. But then at the same time, they got, um, what is it, the immortal his name was? They've got his head and body on that weird, like, reanimation thing. That... Oh, yeah, but I think they say at the end of episode two that uh, nobody survived. But but maybe yeah, that'll I be mean, a plot twist. Maybe, maybe they did manage to save him. I mean, I reckon they definitely saved him. Or they end up saving point, him. At that point, Cecile suspects him, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he do- he doesn't stand to gain anything from saying that, oh yeah, one of them survived because he would just hunt him down, wouldn't he? So if he ha- they have maybe got just the head, maybe he's survived. Mm. Um, I'll call it. At the end, I reckon the immortal wakes up, his head wakes up, and then it's that whole thing of... It's going to be like Futurama head in a jar type thing. Yeah, and it's going to be like the whole thing of Omni Knight, Omni Knight, Omni Knight, no, Omni Man, Omni Man did it all kind of thing, and then yeah. that's where it'll finish up. Awesome, it. Yeah, I think they, I think everyone knows it was him, but like, why? Yeah. Why is the big question at the moment? Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where that goes, and I want to know why he did it, but I don't think it's going to come out for quite a while why he did it. Yeah, because I think they're going to want to keep the Omni Man character around. I think in the comic books. He was around for quite a long time. I think it wasn't until like nearing like maybe the hundred issue mark when that storyline came to fruition. Mm. What did you think about the bit where he goes through the portal as well and he just absolutely massacres that fucking <laughs> planet? Well, that's what I mean. Like he definitely wasn't mind control because he is just a vicious. Like he took out an entire race. Like 
when you see him drop half a planet onto like some somebody and a kid trying to escape, you're like, he is mm. not a good man. No, no, no. Very Homelander. Very yeah. Homelander. It makes me wonder if we're ever going to meet more of his race, maybe. Mm. And maybe they're all um, the same. Yeah, maybe the like you know how he says it's like oh we go out to all these other different planets to help them. Maybe mm. it's like no, we go over there because we want to rule them. We want to be the dominant one on uh, each planet. Yeah, so it's like we save them so that they become reliant on us and all that, mm. so, and then we eventually like take them over. Mm, maybe, maybe. Mm. I guess the only way to find out is to wait and see and continue watching it. So let us yeah. know what you think of. Um, Invincible. What would you give it, Chris? A bin or a binge? I think it's pretty clear. Would, yeah, give it a binge. Give it a, give a bloody binge. binge. Give it a bit of a bloody binge, mate. Binge it. Absolutely binge yeah. it. Uh, I have my issues with the animation, but on the whole, story's fucking cracking. Yeah, and it does look good. like the comic book panels, so... And it's fun. That's the main thing. It's, it's definitely fun. To watch. fun. Cool. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at GetRealPod. And you can also drop us an email if you'd really like at GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Chris, how can people support the podcast? The best way to support the podcast. Leave us a rate or review wherever you listen to us. Leave us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts or head on over to Spotify and follow us on there. Or if you really want, head over to Podchaser. And if you leave us a rate and review on there, it'll, Sam, syndicate, syndicate, syndicate it. Syndicate, 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 syndicate. Oh, that was lovely. It'll syndicate it to all the other podcasters. is like Amazon. Oh, speaking of Amazon Prime, <laughs> Amazon Podcasts, Amazon Music, we are on there. You want to leave us a review on there. Um, but the 10 out of 10 A-star, the invincible, the Omni-Man way of supporting the podcast is to squeeze people's heads until they listen to us. Oh, no, geez. it's to oh. go and tell all your friends about <laughs> us. Share us out on your socials. <laughs> yeah, so <please. laughs> if you see us post our like little sound bites every Monday morning, our little little episodes, artwork and stuff like that, just hit that little paper airplane on Instagram. Share us out on your timeline. Share us, retweet us, tweet us out, share our profile on any social media you want. Tell two friends to listen to us. Tell the entire Guardians of the Globe to listen to us. but And also, don't forget to listen to our sister podcast, Get Real Gaming. Uh, the boys are doing a great job over there. Um, how long have they been doing their podcast now? When uh, 27 episodes, so 27 weeks. Wow, that's like half a year's worth. Bloody hell. Congrats, boys. Started like six months ago. That's gone well fast. Yeah, check out the Get Real Gaming boys. They release episodes every Wednesday. We release episodes every Monday. Sam, any last words for the gorgeous, gorgeous listeners? Stay gorgeous. Stay oh. invincible. Ah. ah. Bye. See ya. Also, I really liked how the invincible theme tune sounds like the Superman original theme tune. Oh, never noticed. I forgot to mention it in the episode, but yeah. It's like Superman's like... Duh, 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 duh. Whereas this one's like... It's a good job we include that in the post amble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just a little Easter egg for anybody that stuck around.